And so um, I'm going to call up our, our speaker today, uh, Danny. Danny and his wife, Alicia, they are from Bend, Oregon. And about five years ago, um, I saw things God was using. You can come on up. Uh, yeah, come on up now. Yeah. We, we saw things God was using them to do and bend uh, through Mission Church, and uh, we brought over a team to learn from them, and uh, we're like, wow, and then we met this crazy guy there. and You can't get rid of me. Yeah. I just so, can't. I'm unlike a fungus or something. I don't know. Try to think of something better. Yeah, so it, but Danny's a good friend. Uh, he's a blessing to me, uh, to my family, and to our church, and so give it up today for Danny. Danny, God bless you. Give us a word. Love you, my bro. I always got to make things a little awkward. I mean, I heard I'm calling him up, so I came up, you know? I don't know. Um, I want to say thank you so much for having me, and uh, I'm just excited for what God is going to do today. I'm also glad that Anthony and I have an unspoken um, kind of, uh, what is it? Uh, what, would, what would the term be? An unspoken um, agreement, I guess, is, is what I'm, that we have dual custody of Trina, so, um, thank you. <laughs> We've never actually had that conversation, but, um, yeah, uh, in fact, can we give it up one more time for Trina? Like, what an amazing thing. Those of you online, give it up for that woman right there. She, um, just exudes the love of God. You know, most people that, uh, come and work with RBH, I usually say, hey, would you like to be a part of what we're doing? But I met Trina here December 29th, 2019, you know, the good old days. Um, and I walked up to her after she got through closing out the service, and I said, hey, so um, you're with RBH now. Thank you. You can, you can still do all this, but you're definitely going to be doing something with us. And now she's one of, she serves on our social media team. She's one of our leaders, and she's our Soulful Sunday host. If you have not uh, checked her out, any of her lives that she does... You know, it's so funny. I said, hey, how do you feel about doing lives? And she goes, well, I've never done one before. I don't know. But she is uh, just doing an incredible job with Rock Bottom Hope, and we really appreciate you. You're a huge part of our family, and I know a part of the Fellowship Church family here. Man, you guys, it has been a year since I was here. I came December 29, 2019, and spoke, and it was uh, just a few days before our official launch of Rock Bottom Hope. We launched in January of 2019. 20. Um, and I was actually going to start off uh, by saying that we should reflect on this last year, but I actually thought I'd get something thrown at me. <laughs> but really, this message is going to be a little bit about reflecting on this last year and looking towards this new year. But I want to share with you a little bit. I want to begin by sharing a little bit about Rock Bottom Hope. So uh, my story, uh, I'm not going to go all into it because it's super long. Uh, but I was a meth addict for 10 years, gutter junkie, living on the streets of Portland, um, intermittent homelessness, sticking a needle in my arm four or five times a day, uh, really hugely addicted to methamphetamines, and God found me July 24, 2008, next to a toilet, and my life has been forever changed. And... Uh, Fast forward, I was a campus pastor for eight and a half years for a church in Bend, Oregon, and September of 2019, I resigned to launch Rock Bottom Hope full-time. Rock Bottom Hope is a nonprofit, a 501c3, that uh, provides hope coaches, encouragement, inspiration, training, and uh, just all around coming alongside people who are experiencing rock bottom. And little did I know that the entire world was going to experience rock bottom. 
Um, I had no idea. And in fact, when uh, COVID hit, we, we spoke at a church here in Salem on March 15th. And the next day, everything was shut down. It was like, boom, just like that. And I thought, oh, Lord, we just launched this, this organization. We just did this thing. I, I just quit my full-time job. God, <laughs> like, what are we going to do? And uh, he provided in such a miraculous way. And you know what we found is that we launched at exactly the right time. Exactly the right time. I was thinking, Lord, what are we going to do? How are we going to make it? How am I going to provide for my family? And more than that, how am I going to provide for all these people uh, that, that need you so badly? And he started growing our team, and he started giving us vision and wisdom about what it looked like. And you know that this year, not only was I able to start taking a salary, but we were able to provide $35,000 in COVID relief and assistance to people all over the world. <laughs> You guys, when we launched Rock Bottom Hope, we had $800 in the bank. <laughs> and it was my wife's money. <laughs> it wasn't even mine. <laughs> it was hers. I'm like, babe, you want to tie the RBH? <laughs> Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. Um, no. But seriously, you guys, God came through in such a miraculous way, and we were able to help hundreds of people this last year. I mean, we have seen a breakthrough in addiction. We've seen uh, the marriages restored. We've seen alcoholism and drug addiction just be uh, the chains broken in people's lives. We've seen people inspired to, uh, to reach out in ways that they never thought they could. And we have brought hope to the furthest heart. We've had conversations going in Africa, um, all over Europe. We have conversations all over the United States, and we have volunteers in five different states right now. You guys, God is on the move, right? So here I was thinking, oh, Lord, what are we going to do? And you know the statement, but God. But God in his faithfulness, he came through. But God in his goodness showed the way. But God made a light to our path. Man, God is moving. And you know that he was moving even in 2020? I hear the silent screams whenever I say that. I hear them. So this message today is called, But God. And as we reflect a little on 2020 and we begin to look ahead, I want you to understand that God doesn't simply redeem his people, but he redeems their stories. Now, your story may be completely different than mine. Your story could be that you were raised in church. Your story could be that you haven't experienced the addiction or the, the, the divorce or, or whatever the, the, the big thing that you think it is. But your story, your story matters. And God wants to redeem your story just as much as he wants to redeem mine. He wants to move in your life just as much as the person next to you. He wants to use you for his kingdom, and he wants to redeem it for such a time as this. You know that your story was meant for the glory of God, and he wants to give you a but God statement in your life. He wants you to be able to look at that, the, whatever you went through in 2020, whether it be job loss or, you know, uh, when, you're, when you're at home, when you're at home with your spouse 24-7 on lockdown, 
for some reason in 2019, that sounded like a dream. <laughs> but in 2020, it was like, well, it's been two weeks. You going for, who's walking to the mailbox today? <laughs> oh, I love those trips to the mailbox. Not as much as I love you, baby. But I loved them. <laughs> But our stories, they're meant for the glory of God, and every one of us has a but God statement that he's weaving into our story. When we look from Genesis to Revelation, we see God using all the things that the enemy wanted to use for harm. He turned them and he used them for his glory. It was the fall, the flood, the plagues, the famine, the wilderness, the giant, the unwed pregnant woman, the cross and the grave. All of these things humanly would conclude in death, right? Like that's what you would expect from every one of these stories that starts out and you're like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Even Joseph was like, oh, she's pregnant. Okay, well, have a good life. You know, he had to have an angel show up. Say, dude, come on. But God, but God, every one of these things would have been death. But God. He moved and he showed up and he sent angels and he sent warriors and he moved in people's lives and turned their stories, all of the, all of the hard parts, all of the weird parts, and he used them for his goodness, for his glory. God wants to use your 2020 he wants to use it for his glory, and he wants to show you what he can do. Ephesians 2, 1, 3, uh, 3 through 5 says, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins. And then it goes on to verse 3. We're going to skip to verse 3. And were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. But God, when you can take that statement and in the midst of your chaos, in the midst of your difficulty, in the heartache, in the, in the marriage that is failing at this point, in that person that you just don't want to see, in that job that you just got fired from, in that time of 2020, that moment where you're like, oh, I can't take anymore, but you can say, but God, being rich in mercy because of the great love that he loved us with, he made us alive. He made us alive together with Christ. You see, when we look at our testimony many, many times, I don't know if this has happened to you, maybe like those of you that have had, like dealt with addictions, but the further I get away from when I used that last time, those last moments, I tend to forget. But you know what? It's good for me to go back and look where I came from. It's good for me to go back and look at what God saved me from. It's good for me to go back and look and see how God redeemed. You see, people often take the good parts of their story, and they focus on all the good parts. They focus on all the hype. They, they try to make it as good as they can. You know, we all try to make ourselves seem better than what we really are. But see, if God is truly working in your life and shaping you in the image of your son, then you have to have the test before the testimony. I said you have to have the test before the testimony. Sometimes you'll have to go through the fire, the heartache, and the betrayal and the pain 
in order to see what God can really do. Sometimes you got to experience rock bottom. Sometimes you got to go through 2020. I think that should be our new word for rock bottom. Oh, you at 2020? Got it. You see, every Christ follower must realize at some point in their journey that there is purpose in the pain. I said every Christ follower must realize there is purpose in the pain. Do you guys realize that every time that you experience pain, every time you experience hurt, every time you experience that low, that God is moving and he is growing you and he is shaping you, that he is challenging you to lean into him, not into your own understanding, but leaning into God, leaning into his heart and understanding that there is purpose in the pain. So what does your 2020 story say about you and your relationship with God? How does it show your full dependence on him, and how does it reveal the purpose and the pain? We're going to look at two just short passages here. The first one is uh, Paul and Silas. We're looking at them in Acts 16, 22 through 40. And I think I use this exact, I use this a lot, because there's a lot of good stuff in this little passage. And I think I even used a little bit of this passage when I was here a year ago. But it says, after they had been severely flogged, all right, so they got caught preaching the gospel, which is what they always did. They were out there, Paul and Silas were living it up. They were like, Jesus! And, and the, they did not like that. So they got, they, they got uh, arrested, and, and they had been severely flogged. They were thrown into prison, and the jailer was, commanding to, was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for the lights, rushed in and fell, trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and said, sirs, what, what must I do to be saved? Now, I want you guys to think about this. These guys... were in jail. They were chained to a wall. They were experiencing rock bottom. This was their 2020 moment. And yet they began to sing hymns and praises to the Lord. They began to express to God who he was to them and sing out and sing, Lord Almighty, we love you. We, we, we don't care where we're at. We don't care what's going on around us, but we are going to give you glory. See, my circumstances may be hard, but God gives me strength to praise no matter what. I said God gives me strength to praise no matter what. If you can read that, can we say it together? My circumstances may be hard, but God gives me strength to praise no matter what. God in his glory, God in his strength, God in his goodness gives you the ability to praise in the midst of the difficulty. 
You know, I had a buddy very recently who called me. He's really struggling with some stuff in his life. And um, he, he had a little relapse. And he said, dude, I, I don't need you to come see me. I just wanted to call you and talk to you for a minute. And, and I said, man, would you just, after we get off the phone and after we pray, would you just get alone with God and just crank up the worship music and the praise music and just have some time with him? Just crank it up as loud as you can and go and dance. Sing out. Cry out to God. Allow him to wash over you. Meet him in this place. Meet him in this dark place. Because guess what? When you enter into the presence of God, man, the darkness has to flee. Where there is, where there is light, darkness cannot abide. I was like, dude, just go do that. Go, go do that and call me. Call me tomorrow. And he called me tomorrow. He's like, man, I had the most incredible time with God. He showed me, he showed me that like this, this failure, that, it, that, that there's no shame or condemnation. He showed me that, that even though I'm, I'm in this place of darkness, that he wants to come in and shed his light on all of it. He showed me that I have the ability through God to praise him even when I fall. Even when I fall. Isn't that incredible that we serve a God who will give us the ability to sing out praises when we are chained to a wall, when we are imprisoned. And I love that it said that all of the others were listening. Can you imagine what those people were thinking? They're probably like, oh, these guys are crazy. They brought some real lunatics in today. Didn't think they were crazy when their chains fell off, did they? And once your chains to fall off, you start praising God. Man, 2020 was hard, Right? Right? <laughs> like, oh, I guess it was just me. <laughs> it was hard. There was a lot of uncertainty. And even in the days ahead, there's still things that are unknown. But we serve a God who is faithful and sovereign and God who promises to go with us in the fire. And Paul and Silas, man, they were chained in that jail. But God, he showed up and he showed off and he gave them the ability to sing their praises to the Lord. And because they sang out, their chains fell to the ground We've got to lay hold of our but God statement. We've got to lay hold and understand that but God, in his goodness, in his faithfulness, in his righteousness, in his justice, all of those things will come through for you and for me. He is working in the midst. Now we're going to go backwards, but whenever I think of Jesus, I always think of forwards because he was and is and is to come. But we're going to go back to Jesus in Gethsemane, the man himself, Matthew 26. 36 through 42. He says, Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. Now, remember this passage. This is the passage where it was like he was so overcome. He was so overwhelmed with what was going to happen. He was so, like, it was so intense that he was dropping sweats of blood. I mean, like, it was bad. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Now going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed. Now you guys, listen to this. This is Jesus. He said, my father, if it is possible, 
may this cup be taken from me. How many of you this last year said, may this be taken from me? How many of you this last year were facing all of the stuff that came along with 2020, everything that came along with it, all of the hard stuff, all of the marriage stuff, all of the family stuff? It ain't easy having your kids 24-7, right? I mean, I think that's how it was intended to be at the beginning, but (laughs) we got used to something different. Plus, you're trying to figure out work. People are dying. People are not only dying of COVID, but people are dying by suicide. People are, people are uh, uh, relapsing. I've had people reach out that have been sober for 25 years, and they're like, our marriage is on the rocks, and we're, we're drinking a fifth a day. I'm like, I didn't, even know, I didn't even know you were in recovery. It's crazy. How many times have we asked, Lord, just take this cup, just take this year, just take this day, just take this month. Lord God, just take it from me. I can't handle it. But listen to this. This is Jesus, the Savior himself, no comparison even. And he's like about to go to this death, right? And he knows what's to come. He knows what's about to happen. He says, God, please, Dad, take this cup. But nevertheless, whatever your will is, I'll do it. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch for me one hour? Watch and pray so that you won't fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And then he went away a second time and prayed, my father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. You guys, there's purpose in the pain. I use this passage because I want you to understand that not even Jesus, the Son of God, could escape the pain that was set before him. But then in Romans 5.8, it says, but God demonstrated his own love. But God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were all at rock bottom, While we were all still in our filth, while we were all still in the difficult times, he died for us. You see, it was the most gruesome death in history, but God used it to save all mankind. Your 2020 story or any other year for that matter is filled, is filled with hope, not in spite of the difficulties, but because of the difficulties, you guys. Not in spite of the difficulties, but because of the difficulties, because of the pain, because of what you've gone through, because of the things that have happened, because of all of the the division, because of everything, the politics, the sickness, all of the stuff that's happening, it is filled with hope because God is the light in the darkness and he is the hope for the hopeless. And he shows up and he shows off. See, what we learn is that there's just got to be a shift in our perspective. Maybe we begin to look at 2020 
as this time to lean into God, and we begin to look at it as a catalyst into 2021 because we've learned a whole lot. See, we can let those hard times drive us away from God, or we can allow them to pull us closer into his presence than we've ever been. Think about Paul and Silas. Think about Jesus, the Son of God, facing the most difficult time ever, but saying, nevertheless, your will be done. And yet, it was for the joy that was set before him that he endured the cross. Can I get an amen? We can get mad over disagreements or choose righteousness over being right. We can face job loss, layoffs, sickness, relapse, hurt, brokenness, pain. We can face and go right into the fire. Why? Because God is willing to go in with us, and he is faithful to walk us through it. Did you know that you cannot get to the mountaintop without walking through the valley? Got to go through the valley. You got to walk through the hard times, but you can rest assured that he, God Almighty, will walk with you through them. I'm going to actually bring Trina up here with me, and she's going to help close us out. You got a mic, girl? We got a mic for for Pastor Pastor Wright, (laughs) Reverend Trina. Have fun with that. I'm going to have so much fun with this, just beginning. I'm going to go through some uh, scriptures, and then Trina, just, just share with us your heart, your but God statement for 2021. And I would like for all of you, to, as I share these scriptures with you, to just begin thinking about what your but God statement is for you in your life. You know how sometimes you come up with a word at the new year, like what's your word? Well, let's change that and let's come up with a whole sentence, a but God phrase for your life in 2021. In Deuteronomy 7, 7 through 8, it says, The Lord did not love you and choose you because you outnumbered other people. You were the smallest nation on earth, but God loved you and wanted to keep the promise that he made to your ancestors. 1 Kings 5, 4 says, But God has given me rest on every side and there is no adversary or disaster. Psalm 73, 26 says, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Jonah 2, 6, to the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth beneath barred me in forever, but God brought my life up from the pit. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, no temptation has overtaken you except for what is common to man, but God in his faithfulness who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able to bear. Matthew 19, 26 says, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. In Ephesians 2, 1, 3, 4, and 5 again, it says, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind, but God, but God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Trina, what you got for us? This 2020, I've had several 
but God moments. And I will say, you know, having to leave Oregon where I have a family that is so loving and caring and remind me of my family from back home. Because being in the military, leaving your job and having to go back and you're all by yourself, I was really, really terrified of going back to Oklahoma. I wanted to, but I kind of didn't. I was on the edge of, man, am I going to get a community, a relationship at another church like I have here? And you know, I know God don't make mistakes, and my awesome pastor has, you know, I don't, the Lord be telling him some things, and I'm like, you know what, I don't know what pastor's talking about, but I'm not ready for the things that he be talking about. But, you know, sometimes he, he, he has it where people see things in us that we don't see in ourselves. So it gave me, you know, a sense of security, and that it reminded me that God don't make mistakes. So when he has messengers that deliver messages to you, there's a reason behind all of that. But I was a little fearful. And, you know, I had to come back out here just like I'm here now. And I will tell you the two times that I have had to come back, I had a real but God moment. I, on my first time, when I brought my daughter and my other uh, kids back for um, her appointment, we had a plane ride. And I never, I've never been so fearful in my life that that was the last moment that I would ever be able to see anybody. Matter of fact, that was the time I was by myself. I was on a plane and it, the plane was like about to flip over. And my first thought was, Lord, I don't, is it my time? And I was like, man, what if there's something that I haven't done right? Lord, can you search my soul? Can, can we, and I had the moment to pray. And like you said, those people were looking crazy. I didn't care who was looking crazy. All I know is this plane is about to flip over, and if he just so happened to take me out, at least I had the opportunity. But that's a but God moment that you don't always have the opportunity. So you got to be ready at all time. And that was my but God, the first one. The second was on this time back to yesterday. Well, what's today? Friday. I, you know, I had been thinking because I was like, man, maybe, maybe I shouldn't go. Oklahoma got all this crazy snow. Something's going to go wrong. So I had told myself, because you know how we do, I ain't going to go. Something's going to happen. And the snow didn't happen the first couple days. The, the day before, New Year's, was it New Year's Eve? Yes, New Year's Eve, 4 a.m. I looked outside, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Maybe I ain't going to go. The enemy was trying, but the enemy was not successful. My family, my friends that have my sons right now, they was driving 15 miles per hour to pick me and my kids up. They got to us, and we got on the highway. And everybody, I, well, I have a Jeep, and no, I barely know how to drive it. But we went off the highway into the ditch. We didn't know what was there. There was a side road. Thank God the pole was ahead of us, and one was far behind us. But immediately, I know my kids were terrified, and, and there was an inch of fear that snuck upon me. But then I was reminded. God said he never leaves us. He's always with us. So no matter what it feels like, no matter whether we can see it in these four to eight inches, he is with us. And my friend that was driving, he was like, well, y'all not going today. But let me tell you something, how God works in mysterious ways. He didn't say we finna turn around. He kept on going. And I didn't say two words. I was like, man, I wanted to turn around. He kept on going.
And I believe, because I'm crazy enough to believe, that God kept him going. And we got there, and we passed all kinds of people that may have not made it, but we got there. And we sat there for four hours. The, the enemy was still working, but God had other plans because he's not done with us. He was making sure we was going to be here for this moment. So we a five-hour flight turned into a 17-hour seven hour day, but we still here. So I tell you guys to tell, uh, say that to tell you guys that no matter what you got going on in your life, no matter whether you can see the end results or you can't see it, God is going to get you through if you trust him. And my but God moment this year is no matter what I go through, the good, the bad, he's going to be with me. I believe it. I don't care how I feel. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what coming down. He is right there with me, and I'm going to believe it and stick with it, and we're still here. And to God be the glory. As the band begins to lead us in worship, I just would encourage you to spend this time thinking about what that but God statement is and then share it with somebody. Share it with somebody in this new year. Every one of you has a but God statement for this year. But God is going to come through. But God is going to fight for me. But God is going to be with me. You know, my wife and I had a really, really hard year. It was the hardest year of our lives. It has nothing to do with COVID. We just went through some really, really hard stuff. One day we'll share it. I didn't think that I was going to be able to be okay. And I still struggle with it. But God, because I know his plan and his ways are higher than mine. I know that in the Bible it says that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. So this is what I know. That when the hard times come, that's when I press into God more than ever. And I say, Lord, whatever comes my way, I'm going to sing your praise. And I'm going to give you glory. Because God, in your loving kindness, you are fighting for me. And although this time, this moment may suck and it may be hard, you are on the throne. So find your but God statement and make that your prayer for 2021. Keep your eyes wide open and your ears to heaven because God's got something good for you. Thanks, guys.
How many of you guys believe your breakthrough is coming today? I don't know about you, but I believe my breakthrough is coming. You better get excited. 
excited about the things of God and know that your breakthrough is coming. And I would say with it, whatever you're dealing with right now, knowing that it's, your breakthrough is coming, just remember when, it, when it's going on, say, but God, you know what? These kids about to work my nerves, but God, this my day ain't going right. I might not get this job back, but God, you just put but God on whatever your problem is and walk in faith and just let the joy of the Lord reign inside of you and on the outside of you because it's going to change somebody's life today, y'all. We got we are too blessed to be walking around here with our head down. No, no, we are, my father owns a cattle on a thousand hills. It's going to be a great year in the name of Jesus. Yes, God. Hey, if you made the decision to give your life to Christ today, come see us after service is over. We would love to pray with you and agree with you on anything that, you know, you're asking the Lord for if you need prayer. And if you're visiting for the first time, come meet us as well. And it's, I mean, hey, just, this is your home and we love you guys. You guys have, I'm excited about 2021. Even though what, we're day four, day three and two, you guys have an amazing week and be blessed and walk out of here with a smile on your face because the devil, the enemy is a lie and the truth ain't in him. Have a great day guys.